Hey guys, thanks for joining us on Real Faith Radio, presented by Praise Chapel Las Vegas. Subscribe to us on Apple and Google Podcasts, SoundCloud, and Spotify to get notified when new episodes are available to download or stream. You can also follow us on social media at PC Las Vegas and visit our website, praisechapellasvegas.com, to find out more about us and give online. Thanks again for joining and enjoy today's message. Praise, amen, hallelujah. Go ahead and grab a seat. Amen. God bless you guys. We got we, we thank our guests that are here. Amen. God bless you guys. God bless you guys. Come on, give the Lord some praise for our visitors here in the house. Amen. We welcome you to Peace ALV. Amen. We also do um, personally want to say for my wife and I, amen. Happy Thanksgiving. Amen. Uh, come on, happy Thanksgiving to you guys. Amen. Come on, even through a season that we're in, amen, there are things that we can still be thankful. As I ministered on Wednesday, amen, for the last couple of Wednesdays, uh, uh, rejoice and be thankful. Come on, uh, despite of what goes before us, amen, through the trials and storms, we, we got to consider it pure joy, as James said, amen, and, and know that God's doing something, amen. So it doesn't matter what's before us, doesn't matter what's in your bank account. God is still good. Come on, somebody. He is still good, and he is still faithful, and he loves us, amen, and he's with us every step of the way, amen. So we want you guys really to enjoy your week, uh, spend some time, amen, with family, and most important, be thankful, amen. Uh, next weekend, amen, we'll, we'll have communion, and I'll be partaking that as we take thank, uh, finish the, the Thanksgiving weekend together, amen, uh, as we meet next Sunday and partake and be thankful for all the things that God has done for us on the cross, the blood of Jesus. And, and we're just going to be take a, remi- uh, a reminder of what he's done for us. Amen. In communion, uh, my wife and I, we, we, we're going to have communion in our, our home on Thanksgiving Day. And, and it's something that I'll challenge you guys to maybe do that in your own home. Amen. And do that before the meal. Amen. And, or the sit down or whatever you have planned. Amen. And take time out to thank God for his precious blood. Amen. Amen. If it wasn't for the blood. Come on, we, we wouldn't be here, church. And so his blood paid the, paid the way. Come on, somebody. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Well, we're going to continue on our series, amen, on put it all on. Put it all on. Tell your neighbor, put it all on. Put it all on. Come on, look at somebody and say, put it all on. Come on. Amen. Let's, let's make sure that we are armed this morning. Praise the Lord. Hopefully you're understanding the warfare that we deal with as Christians, amen, and how we need to fight in order to, uh, to gain victory, amen. See, God didn't just save us to figure it out on our own. Come on, somebody. Hallelujah. He gave us what we need. Say, I got what I need. Come on. He gave us what we need in order to fight this battle. He gave us the armor of God. Come on. He gave us his personal Armor. This is this is God, Amen. This is which that, that's who He is, Amen. And what it, what we're doing here when we put on the armor, we're putting on His character. We're putting on who God is and what God can do for us, Amen. So it is it is His personal armor that He gives to you and I. And so today I want to minister. Put on somebody say put on the breastplate of righteousness, Amen. We, we studied about the belt last week, amen, and today we're going to put on the breastplate of righteousness. I want you to turn to our text in Ephesians chapter 6, it'll be on the screen as well, amen, 10 through 14, and the Word of God says this, finally, my brothers, 
Be strong in the Lord. Somebody say, be strong in the Lord. Be strong in the Lord and in his might and the power of his might. Put on the whole armor. Somebody say the whole armor. The whole armor of God, amen, that you may be able to stand against the wiles of the devil. We have to put on the whole armor of God, amen. We've got to put on this armor that he's providing for us that we can stand. How many want to stand in this place? Come on, then tell your neighbor, put it on. Come on, you got to put it on. And it goes on to say, for we wrestle not against flesh and blood, but against principalities, against powers, against rulers of darkness of this age, against spiritual hosts and of wickedness in the heavenly places. Therefore, take up. Somebody say, take up. See, not only are we to put on, but we are to take up the whole armor of God so that you'll be able to withstand in the day of evil. Come on, let me know there weren't evil days right now. Come on. Come on, that we can withstand. And having done all to stand, there, uh, stand therefore having girded your waist with truth and putting on the breastplate of righteousness. The armor of God reminds us, church, that we are in a battle. And, and reminds that there are methods, amen, that, that are employed uh, uh, to stop us or to slow us down or slow down the pace of the gospel of being preached, amen. Come on, th these are things here that are coming against us. And by learning the armor of God, we equip ourselves for battle. Come on, somebody. For spiritual warfare that we are engaged in. Luke chapter 14, 31 says this, Suppose a king is about to go to war against another king. Won't he sit down and consider whether he's able with the 10,000 men to oppose the one against him with 20,000? Amen. Listen, in order to be victorious in this battle, who wants, to have, who wants to have victory in this battle? Amen. In order to be victorious in this battle, we must, somebody say, I must. We must take inventory of our resources. And that's what we've been doing in this series that we're in. Amen. The Bible tells us not to be ignorant of Satan's advices. Come on, that we need to learn God's strategy as well. Amen. How I many know that there's a strategy for the church right now? Come on, God is speaking to the church. Amen. He's, he's equipping us for battle. Amen. He's equipping us for victory. Amen. Knowing that the battle truly belongs to God, church. We have to stand on that. He says to put it all on, to take it up. Amen. To put on this armor that we understand the devices of the enemy and we start to understand the strategy of God, which will lead us to victory, church. Last week we learned about the belt of truth, amen, about uh, uh, girding our, our, our loins with truth, amen, by, by being ready or be prepared for the battle. But what is the breastplate of righteousness? Come on, how is it used today? Or how it is used for the church? First, we need to know what righteousness is. The, the dictionary says that righteousness means morally upright, without guilt, or sin. The Bible's definition is this, a right relationship with God, being in right standing with the Lord. Listen, you cannot, say I cannot, you cannot go into the battlefield, listen, without being in right standing with God. Come on, somebody. You can't go over there and fight devils if you're not right with God. Come on. Come on, you've got to be in right standing. You cannot go into the battlefield without being in right standing with God. You cannot go into the battlefield without the full armor of God. Come on, no soldier in his right mind will leave the, the breastplate behind him when entering a battle. 
Come on. Come on. You have to be ready. That's what the belt is, right? Be ready. Amen. Now you got to be right. That is the righteousness or the breastplate. Paul says to put on the whole armor. You got to put it all on. One part of the armor is not good without the other church. Come on, church. Church, what good is it just wearing a helmet if you're being stabbed in the chest? Come on. You may, it may look good on you. Come on, it's like wearing a nice lid, amen, a nice hat, amen. But if you got nothing down below, amen, you're, you're nothing. Come on, I mean, come on, we, we understand it. one part is not good without the other. It's like a football player that's going on the field, amen. Come on, it's useless. He is useless without the helmet, without the shoulder pads, the shoes, all that thing. He needs his full armor. That's his whole armor. He cannot hit the field in his tarantarans or in his underwear, hallelujah. Come on, that player will get killed, amen. He, he cannot play on the field without the right armor, amen. The same goes with us. Too many Christians are on the field in tarantarans. Come on, there they, they are, amen. Hallelujah. Come on, they think they're bad. They think they have it all together. They think that because they have a few scriptures behind behind their pockets and in their thing, they think that because they walk like they're holy, amen, they think that's all they need. No, they need the full armor of God, amen. Come on, we're fighting a devil that's real, that wants to take you out, and he knows when you're in your tarantarans. Somebody say tarantarans. <laughs> See, Paul looks at the armor as protection. Each part of the armor provides protection for different parts of the body. The breastplate. The breastplate was an armor plating that protected the chest, protected the heart, protected the stomach and the bowels, the bowels, the bowels. <laughs> the bowels. <laughs> Near the tarantarans. <laughs> See, the heart, church, the heart is protected, which represents what? The mind. The mind, church, listen, is connected to the heart. The bowels are connected, associated with feelings, emotions. Our emotions are felt where? In our stomach. Come on, you ever felt bad about something or had a bad uh, gut feeling? Come on, where did you feel that? In your stomach. And if it was really bad, some of us got a bowel movement. Come on. It, it, it's the truth. You, you, you felt bad. You felt like something was happening. That's how much bad or worried you were, amen. Joy, listen, is also felt in our stomachs. Come on, John chapter 7, 38 says, Out of the valley flows rivers of living water. Come on, somebody. There are times where I will pray for people, and I, when I pray for men, there are times where I'll pray and I'll lay my hands on their stomach. Come on, this is where the emotions, these are where the feelings are, amen. This is, you know what, I'll pray for the mind, but you know what, I need to pray for the emotions as well. I need to, so I lay my hands and I say, you know what, come on, I, I, I come against all those negative things with their feeling inside there. I pray for the rivers of joy to flow inside of there. Come on, this so start to move. And so we, we gotta understand what's going on here, church, amen. Uh, come on, righteousness, you gotta understand peace and joy are in the Holy Ghost all go together, guys. 
Come on, we got to understand this, amen. Uh, see, the bottom line is, amen, the, the heart represents the mind. The bowels represent our feelings and emotions. And all of it, let's say, somebody say all of it. All of it is protected by the breastplate of righteousness. Let me take you a little deeper. If I know I'm right with God, if I know that I'm in right standings with God, nothing, listen, nothing can attack my mind. Come on, nothing can mess with my emotions. Come on, come on, because I am protected by the breastplate of righteousness. I am protected, amen, by a special grace from the armor. See, Satan desires to attack us in two ways. Our thoughts, or our minds, and our, and our emotions, how we, re, how we respond emotionally. And he attacks our minds and our imagination, how we think. 2 Corinthians 10, 5 says, this says, hold on. I need some water, amen. Going too fast. I'm getting some bowel moments for food, amen. <laughs> 2 Corinthians chapter 10, verse 5 says, this is how we ought to be, amen. It says that casting down arguments, imaginations, and every high thing that exalts itself against the knowledge of God, bringing every thought into captivity to the obedience of Christ, amen. Uh, see, this is what we ought to do as Christians, amen, uh, is cast down those arguments, uh, cast down those imaginations, uh, cast down anything that tries to exalt against the knowledge of Christ, uh, and bring it into captivity to the obedience of Christ, church. Come on, every knee has to bow to Jesus, church. Every circumstance has to bow to Jesus, amen. Uh, come on, you got to make it obedient to Christ. See, as believers, we must be protected from this kind of influence. By putting on the breastplate of righteousness, we protect our minds and our emotions. Proverbs 4, 23 says this, Guard or protect your heart above all else, for it determines the course of your life. Church, you got to check your heart. Come on. Because your heart directs your mind. And so we need to protect here. We need, we need to understand here. We need to protect this above all things. That's why we can't allow these things to come into our heart because then they start to penetrate into our minds. Saying feeds on thinking process with false information. He starts telling you, oh, she doesn't like you. Oh, he's talking about you. They think you're weird. <laughs> Come on. Don't look at them right now. <laughs> Come on. These are things that the enemy does. Come on. Especially uh, maybe coming into a church and you're new here. He starts feeding on your mind. Oh, they're already checking you out. Come on. It's, it's the truth. And the devil feeds on that, amen. He feeds on our emotions. He, he feeds on what we think, amen. And he works hard to play with your, your emotions. He wants to twist and pervert our, our affections, amen, to like things that are wrong. Come on, church. See, in Ephesians chapter 6, Paul tells us to put on the breastplate of righteousness in order to protect our hearts, which are connected to our minds. That's why the Bible uh, that's why the, the protection of the heart is so crucial in battle. Because the Bible says 
in, in Proverbs uh, 3.23, as a man thinks in his heart, so he, what, is. Come on, it's all a heart issue here, church. Listen, righteousness protects us from being overcome by guilt and condemnation. Church, listen, you cannot go forward. You cannot start doing things in the kingdom of God. You cannot start doing what God has called you to do if you feel guilty. You cannot go forward if you're feeling condemned because of your past failures. The enemy will throw that at you every single time. you got to be in right standings with God. you got to know who you are in God. Amen. And when you put on the breastplate of righteousness, you can say, I'm going forward. Amen. Because I'm right with God. Amen. I am the righteousness of him is inside of me. I'm going forward even though the devil says I can. Amen. Even though it's hard at times. Amen. I'm going forward because I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. Come on. Why? Because I have the breastplate of righteousness is on you can go forward church if you're right with God Proverbs 23 or Psalms 20, uh, 37 23 says the Lord directs the steps of the godly or the righteous he delights in every detail of their lives come on church the heart understand today is surrounded by knowledge it's surrounded by understanding, will, desire, drive, affections, emotions. And the breastplate of righteousness protects all that. See, the devil can't mess with my emotions. The devil can't mess with me, amen. He can't tell me what I can't do. And he cannot take away that he did not give, church. That breastplate protects all that protects me when he lies to me and tells me things and starts messing with my emotions. I can shake it off and say, no, 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 devil. You're a liar, amen. You're a father of lies, amen. This breastplate protects me and God has given me a heart and he stopped, it helps me to think a little better. You got to believe that you're an overcomer, church. Come on, you got to believe, amen, that you are, come on, that, that the blood of Jesus makes you whole, amen. You got to believe the word of God, amen. You got to stand on the very promises of God. Because once you start to think, I can't make it, I can't do it, guess what? You can't make it, you can't do it. But when you start to stand and believe and you put that armor on and you put that breastplate on that protects your heart, that protects your mind, let me tell you, you are an overcomer and you can go forward with God and you can start to do what God has called you to do. And tell the devil you're a liar and your pants are on fire. Devil, you can't mess with me. I'm too anointed to be disappointed. I'm too blessed to be stressed. Hallelujah. I become a poet and I don't even know it. Come on, God starts, God, God, man, you start saying things that you thought you'd never say. Hallelujah. Why? Because Jesus is inside of you, church. You can speak with boldness. You can speak with confidence. You can speak to situations. People may laugh at you and say, you don't understand. I'm going to speak to this situation. God, my God's bad. He, he, you can't tell me what my God can't do. You can't tell me what my God can't heal or put together 
or save or whatever, deliver, whatever you, whatever you're praying. He can do it, church. He can do it, eh? <laughs> I lose it when I'm up here, amen. But you got to believe. You got to believe that, that what the church needs today is boldness. We need boldness. We need to speak and say, no, 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 that's not right. We got to shout out. We got to make our stands, church. This is, God is positioning his church, amen, for the stand. God is positioning his church to be the voice. God is positioning his church, amen, for salvation to come, church. God is positioning you to use you for the coming, come on, of the second wave of revival that people are going to get saved because of your voice and because you have a breastplate on. Don't let the devil take all that away. He's sneaking in. He's trying to come in, church. He's looking at churches. Let me tell you, he's not invited here. I'm standing here and listening. going to bow down and shut up. <laughs> you cannot come in here, amen. We, we, we got we to understand, church, where we're at as a church right now. That we need to be bold and we need to protect these things. Because let me tell you. He is coming to mess with your emotions. And if he can mess with your emotions, amen, he's going to mess with your mind and it's connected to your heart and you're going to lose everything. It says in the last days, many will fall away. Church, let us not be those people. We know the truth. and We can't be wavering. We can't be playing the fence. We cannot make up your mind and let's serve the Lord. Let's serve the Lord. Come on. They're, it's getting closer and closer, church. Come on. Our, we're going home soon. Come on. Our sister went home. Come on. She beat us to the punch. Hallelujah. She's dancing in the streets of gold, and she has a hand of her, of her, of her husband that went before her, Randy. Amen. They're together again. Amen. Come on. This is where we're going, church. This is our blessed hope. Death does not have final word on us, church. Guard your heart. You'll guard your mind. This insane wants to snatch the word of God from you. Come on, our minds and our hearts are filled. Come on. And he wants to come and mess out with, with our hearts and our minds and fill them with lies. Church, you need to understand Satan's strategy. You need to understand his wiles, his methods, amen, that he wants to pierce through your armor. John 10.10 10 says, The thief does not come except to steal and to kill and destroy, but I come that you may have life and that you may have it more abundantly. Listen, when Satan comes in and breaks into our homes, amen, he doesn't come to steal your paper plates, your dirty socks. He comes after the good stuff, the toilet paper. No, <laughs> No, I'm just playing. No, he's after your heart, church. He's after your mind. He's after your soul. Where do you think the battlefield's at, church? Come on. The battlefield is in the mind, which is connected to what? The heart. That is where the devil's attacking. 
If he can mess with your mind, he'll mess with your heart. Right? Don't don't, don't start right here. We start fighting within ourselves. Come on. We argue to ourselves in the mind. We listen to the lies, amen. The enemy comes and he whispers, and it sounds like your voice. The enemy uses your voice to speak to you. And if you can start to buy his lies, then it gets into your heart. What do you think? Bitterness and rage and anger and all racism. Where's it? Somebody got messed up in the mind that changed their heart. And all of that, there's no love. There's just hatred, bitterness, anger, all that. Because somebody fed their mind with a lie. I'm not disregarding this uh, injustice. And there's a lot of injustice that's going on out there, church. But we cannot let it affect our minds. Because then it will affect our hearts. When it affects our hearts, we're not like Jesus anymore. We've got to guard this heart so it can guard our minds. Can somebody say amen? Our protection only comes through righteousness. But you have to put on the breastplate. Police officers are issued a bulletproof, bulletproof vest, right? <laughs> that was a tongue that just went out. Amen. But officers are issued a bulletproof vest. Not only, it's not, it's not to protect their arms or their legs, church. It's to protect the most vital areas of the chest, stomach, and heart. That is what it protects. Titus 3.5 says this. Paul says, not by works of righteousness, which, I have, uh, which we have done, but according to his mercy, he saved us through the washing of regeneration and renewing of the Holy Spirit. Come on, what Paul is saying here, what does it mean? It's not by our own righteousness. Come on, we cannot be good enough, church, on our own. We need the armor of God. You need the righteousness of God on you, church. Come on, somebody. you got to put on the breastplate of righteousness. Listen, self-righteousness is not the breastplate of righteousness. They're different. We're not supposed to wear the other one. Just the breastplate of righteousness. Philippians chapter 3, verse 4 says, though I, may, though I also may have confidence in this flesh, if anyone thinks he has confidence in this flesh, I more so. Yes, yes indeed, I can count all things a loss for the excellence of the knowledge of Christ Jesus my Lord, for whom I suffer the loss of all things and count them as rubbish, that I may gain Christ and be found in him having not my own righteousness, which is from the law, but by, by, but which is through faith in Christ, the righteousness, which is from God by faith. Church, we cannot be saved in our own righteousness. We need God's righteousness. Can somebody say amen? And what I'm trying to say is this. We are not righteous in our own merits. Doesn't matter how many good things you do, church. 
Come on. We are not righteous in our own perfection or strength. Amen. We are made righteous through the decision made to allow the righteousness of God to cover us. God, I need you to cover me. I need your righteousness to cover me, God. I cannot be saved on my own. I need Jesus. I need his righteousness, God. Cover me. Come on, I want to be clothed in the righteousness of Christ, amen. By, by putting on, we do it by putting on the whole armor of God. By putting on the breastplate of righteousness. The breastplate of righteousness gives us supernatural ability. Listen, in order to forgive ourselves, as, uh, just as Christ has forgiven us, amen, it gives us the ability, amen, to go forward in this battle that you and I face, amen. It helps us to go forward, amen, to the crisis, the pandemic, amen, everything that is coming at us as a church, as a nation, as a world in church. Let me tell you, it's the righteousness of God that helps us stand in victory. We need, say, I need. The breastplate of righteousness. Romans 8.1 says, Therefore now there is no condemnation to those who are in Christ Jesus. For we do not walk according to the flesh, but according to the Spirit. My position is that I'm standing in Christ. Church, you need to stand in the Spirit. We need to stand in the Spirit. We need to stand in the Holy Ghost, church. We need to stand in the righteousness of God, amen. We need to stand in His strength, not ours. Come on. When we stand in our own strength, we don't last very long, church. We try to do it without God. Come on. We try to do it without God. We try to make it on our own. We, we can't, church. It only run, it runs out. It only goes so far. We need something supernatural. We need something better, amen. Because our works, our ways don't work, church. We need him to come and cover us, amen, and help us through. Because he'll help us through any storm, any battle. He's always with us, amen. He walks with us, amen, in the mountaintops, and he's with us in the valley, church. He's with you right now. He's with the church right now during this time of crisis, during sicknesses, during whatever that may be coming against you, church. God is with us. And if you're in right standings with God, then you can go on this battlefield and fight your fight. And then you can say at the end, amen, I fought a good fight. I kept my faith, amen. And now in store for me is a crown of righteousness. That awaits us. It's nothing. It's not for nothing. That awaits us. This is why we fight. This is why we come to church. This is why the church is essential. This is why the doors must be open, church. Because without the church, people will die, church. And I know that we can have a relationship with God, but we need to assemble. We need to encourage. We need to feel the spirit of God, amen, as a family, as a body, amen. We need to come, church, amen. We need to hear the word of God, and we need to be in his presence. Come on, let's be really honest, church. When you were watching at home, it was good, uh, but it wasn't the fullness. Something was lacking. There's a power when we gather. Wherever two or three are gathering in my midst, I'm there. Come on, we need to be together in one mind and one accord, church. We need to be the worshipers that God is looking in these last days that will worship God in spirit and in truth.
Come on, church. We, we cannot do that. We, we're on our own ability. We're on our own. Uh, we have no ability in our home or accountability at home. Come on, we, we, you can say, uh, I watch the guy. You can, you can even type it in. Oh, good word. Hallelujah. Come on. Uh, but come on, are we really pressing in? Are we really in the presence of God? Uh, do we turn on and say, oh, they're still worshiping and turn it off? Or do you, are you capturing the whole thing? See, when you come here, it's a little different. Oh, man, you, you start to feel things. God starts to speak. Oh, come on. He, he may not, not have to be coming over a microphone. He starts to speak to you spiritually, individually. Oh, man, you come in heavy and God just starts speaking to your situation. God just starts talking to those things that are in your mind. Amen. They're affecting your heart. And all of a sudden, God's words just starts to come and fills your mind. And all of a sudden, you leave with a new heart. Come on, you ever felt down and out and come to church? And you're by faith and like, man, you're just going through a storm and battle. And then all of a sudden, once the end of service ends, you just walk out like, woo. Do that with me. Go, woo. <laughs> there's a smile on you. I mean, there's just something different. Right? Come on. At home, we just turned it off. And we just went with our day. Here, we turn it off and God keeps going. <laughs> Come on, somebody. It keeps going. God wants to protect our hearts. He wants to protect our minds, church. He wants to protect your emotions. He wants to protect all these things within our lives, church. And he's reminding us. He's reminding us during this season as we go into 2021. Because let me tell you, 2021, oh, my Lord. It's going to be off the hook. (laughs) Uh, ladies, man, you don't even know what's going to happen at the crown, amen. Oh, my Lord. I'm, a, I'm excited just to be part of it, amen. But then I got the guys. I said, you guys got to preach to the whole church. We're going to have we're just a party. We're going to have a party, amen. God has something. He's setting us up. But we got to know how we're going to fight, church. Like I said earlier, many of us, many of us are on the battlefield not dressed right. We don't have the equipment. We're not wearing the armor. And how are you going to have victory when you don't have the right things on you? We've got to use the things that God has given us in order to be victorious. Can somebody say amen? And understand that we are forgiven. Say, I'm forgiven. I'm forgiven. We're forgiven in Christ. The old church is gone. Come on, the old is gone. Don't go back for it no more. Don't go looking for it no more. Come on, what we need to do is come to the altar and just bury that old man. Bury that old woman. Throw it in the fire, amen. Say, you know what, I'm not going back, amen. Are we perfect? No, we're not perfect, church, but we are forgiven, yes. Come on, we are forgiven, amen. Come on, God has forgiven us. How can God use an alcoholic like me, a man who was a backslider for 10 years, amen, who did all kinds of bad be used by God? He can, I can be used by God by putting on the righteousness of God on me. Come on, putting back, putting on the breastplate of righteousness, forgetting my past and moving ahead. That's how you can be used by God. Amen. Let go of your past. God has forgiven you. Don't live there no more. What God has done. Amen. Just accept it and go forward. You are a mighty man of God. You are a mighty woman of God. Don't let the devil lie to you 
or tell you that you're any less than that. Remind them who you are and remind them where his destination is. Why am I going to listen to you, loser? I did that backwards L. Let me sorry. This way, I mean. He loses at the end. He knows he loses at the end too. He's trying to make you a loser like him. Come on, we, we, we got to guard our minds. We got to protect our hearts, church. Amen. Know that he is the ultimate loser. I'm going to listen to you. You're a loser. My God's a winner. Hallelujah. I'm going to follow my God. I don't care how it looks on the outside. I'm not going to focus on the temporary. I'm not going to focus on something that's here today, gone tomorrow. I'm going to focus on the eternal, the things I cannot see right now. I'm going to see my son save. I'm going to see my marriage heal. I'm going to see these things happen. I'm going to focus on the eternal things of God. Like my wife was saying earlier, you got to see yourself. You got to see your children worshiping God. Label them, not as losers. Come on, we got to watch what we say to our kids, church, because it affects their minds, it affects their hearts. So, with that, we, we, we got to watch what we say to each other, too. Hello. Come on. Tell your neighbor, don't talk to me like that. <laughs> no. <laughs> De- devil. Devil. <laughs> devil. <laughs> Listen. What I'm trying to say is the devil will use anyone, even your own family. So you got to watch it. The battle is not against your brother or your family. It's against principalities. And know where your battle's at because what you say next to that your family member can destroy everything that you're standing for. You need to speak love, church. You know, me and my wife were talking what's going on in our church, and we were saying, you know what we feel here? And I was like, what? <laughs> what? There's a spirit of love that's flowing in this place. The agape love of God is in this house, church. Come on, we're here to make it. We're here to encourage each other. We're here just to, you know, we're here. We're not, we're not talking down no more. Come on. There's love in this place. And what the enemy wants us to take is that love away from our church. So you got to watch the things we say or how we think because what you think... It's coming from your heart. And if things are not right, pretty soon they're coming out not right. And so we need to guard our hearts. We need to say, man, I shouldn't be thinking like that. Man, I shouldn't, shouldn't, uh, you know, shouldn't be saying what I'm about to say. And God's dealing with our hearts. Sometimes we're not protected we're not, because we're not wearing the breastplate of righteousness on. We've got to put the full armor on, church. Paul here in Philippians 3.13 to 14 says, No, dear brothers and sisters, I have not achieved it, but I focus on one thing, forgetting the past. Tell your neighbor, forget the past. Forgetting the past and looking forward to what lies ahead, I, I press to reach at the end of the race 
and receive my heavenly prize for which God through Christ Jesus is calling us. Paul here is the first to say, I don't got it together. I haven't arrived. But whatever I've done in my past is behind me. And I stretch. Somebody say, I stretch. I reach forward to move ahead. Paul was able to say this because he put on the full armor of God, church. He had his breastplate of righteousness on. And he was able to, to forgive himself because he knew that God has forgiven him. And for some of us here today, you need to forgive yourself. Forgive your past. Let me tell you, we have all done things in the past that we can wish we can change, right? Some things are horrible. Some things are maybe not that bad, but that you feel guilty about. And let me tell you, the enemy wants to keep you in guilt because it affects your mind. And it affects your heart. And then it affects how you talk. Know that you're forgiven. And move on. Forgive yourself. Somebody say, I forgive myself. Put your hand on your heart. Say, I forgive myself. Let it go, church. If he has let it go, you can let it go. His let go is the big let go. Hallelujah. When you don't let it go, what you're doing is still listening to the lie of the devil. And he'll lie and he'll taunt and he'll throw it at your face and throw it at your face. And God can't use you and you did this and and all this stuff that the enemy throws at us, church. You need to stand on the righteousness of God and know that you are forgiven. And you are cleansed by the blood of Jesus. And move forward, church. Let's move forward because he's calling you forward. The enemy's calling you backwards. He's calling you forward. And he says, I've forgiven you, son. I've forgiven you, daughter. Just run to me. Run to me. And do what you can to get to me. 1 Corinthians 15, 34 says, Awake to the righteousness, not to the sin. 2 Corinthians 5.21 says, God made him who had no sin to be sin for us so that we may become what? The righteousness of God. <laughs> Come on. When you stand on your own power, church, and your own righteousness, what you're doing is putting on a paper armor. And the devil will tear you up with that kind of armor. God's righteousness we put his righteousness on, and we're putting on his armor. Can somebody say amen? I'm going to close today. Matthew chapter 5, verse 6 says this. Blessed are those who hunger and thirst for righteousness, for they will be filled. I want to be filled with this place. Let's all stand.